Chapter 8 of History of England in Words of One Syllable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine Phipps. History of England in Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson. Chapter 8 Richard I. Lionheart. It is told of Richard that when he saw the dead king he was full of grief and said with tears, It is I who am the cause of his death. But it was too late for him to make up for what he had done. Richard was a brave and strong man, but he had a hot head and did rash things. On the day that he was made king there was a great mob that set on the Jews and slew crowds of them. His first thought was to go on a crusade, and he went with Philip of France and the young girl, whom he was to wed. The men who held the tomb of our Lord in those days were known as Saracens, and they had a brave prince at their head by the name of Saladin. He was good and just and held fast to the truth, and his men fought so well that the crusaders had a hard time to win a rood of their land. But they made out to get one town on the coast by the name of Acco, and Duke Leopold of Austria set up his flag on the walls. Richard would not have this, so he tore it down and threw it in the ditch. He thought the Duke had no right to lay claim to the town in that way. Then Leopold and Philip of France made up their minds they would not stay with Richard and put up with his proud ways. So Philip said it was too hot for him in the Holy Land and made him ill. He went back to France, but Richard stayed, though he too felt the heat and grew ill. Then Saladin sent him fruits and did all he could for him once he sent him a horse but as soon as richard got on the back of the beast it ran with him straight to the camp of the saracens saladin thought richard would take his gift as a trick to bring him into their hands so he gave him a more mild horse to ride back now you see the way this saracen dealt with his foes might put some christians to the blush richard fought one hard fight at joppa at last leopold would not help with some work on hand and said he had come to fight, not to work, and the king struck him a blow that sent him off in a rage to his home. Richard knew it was the fault of his hot head that he was left to fight on with none to help him. So when he came to the top of the hill from which Jerusalem might be seen, he would not look at it. Those who are not fit to win it are not fit to see it, he said. There were none more brave than Richard in the fight, and he would turn his hand to all sorts of work, though he was a king. In the meantime, Prince John, with the King of France, had set to work to stir up strife at home. So Richard had to make peace with the Saracens for three years and start for England. But on his way there were such fierce storms, and he was set on by sea thieves, till at last there was no way for him to go, save through the lands of Duke Leopold of Austria. He went in the guise of a tradesman, and took but a small boy with him. But he fell ill at an inn and the boy went down to get him aid. Someone saw a glove in the boy's belt wrought with silk, the sort of thing worn but by rich and great men in those days. The Duke of Austria heard of it, and sent and took Richard, and shut him up in a strong fort. Richard's wife and friends did not know where to seek for him. A tale is told that Blondel, a youth who sang songs in his court, went from place and sang, so that the king might hear him and that one day he sang a song near the fort at Trifles, and a voice took up the strain, and he knew he had found the king, 
but we know the english paid a large sum of gold and had him set free at last the king went home but he found that prince john and the french king had made bad work for him in normandy in a fight there a dart struck the king it did not seem bad at first but there was no one there who knew how to treat it and it was soon known that the king must die he sent for the young man who had sped the dart and said to him knave what have i done to thee that thou didst seek to take my life what hast thou done to me said the young man thou hast slain all my near kin with thine own hands let me die now as thou wilt i care not since thou too must die and through me the world is well quit of thee the king gave the young man one long look and then said go in peace i will not hurt thee thou art free then he sank back on his couch and was dead his lords would not heed his last words but took the youth and slew him john who had the name of lackland as a sort of joke was made king at once though there was a child who was the real heir of the throne this child was arthur the son of geoffrey the boy was in the charge of the french king but he did not care for him save to stir up strife for england poor arthur was a fine boy but with the king of france and john of england he was like a lamb in the paws of a wolf john had a fear that the boy might be made king and he would have been glad to have put him out of the way but did not quite dare to do so so he thought he would have arthur's eyes put out and then he would not be fit to be a king and he could keep him in jail all his life he told a man who had arthur in charge to put his eyes out but hubert paid two bad men to do it when they came with their red-hot bars to burn his eyes the poor child wept and knelt and pled with them so sore that none of them had the heart to do the work but king john had no such soft heart arthur was in his way as he thought and he made up his mind that the boy must die so he took him from hubert who was too kind to suit the king and put him in a sort of jail in rouen there one night arthur heard a loud knock at the gate you may be sure his heart beat fast with fear when he saw the king and one of his men a tool who would do as he was told the name of this vile man was maluk he took the boy by the arm and gave him a death-stab in his heart then threw his corpse in the seine while the king stood by to see it done this act was so vile that the lords and chief men of the land sent word to the king that if he were not more just and wise he must give up his crown for they would not have him to rule them they said john must swear to rule them by the good old english laws which had come down from the times ere the normans came at first john would not hear them but when he found that he must do so he said if they would fix a place he would meet them and do the best for england so they met the king at a place by the name of runnymede near windsor there they gave him a sheet on which were put down good laws by which kings could be kept from too stern and harsh a rule and the folks might have some rights that none could take from them king john did hate to put his seal to this but there was no way for him to get out of it and keep the crown so he had to do it this was known as magna charter which means that it was a great chart of good laws for england but john did not mean to keep it though he had put his seal to it he had such a greed for gold that it was hard for him not to throw folks in jail and take all their wealth when he chose so all the time his aim was to cheat the lords and the poor folks and he did not keep his word at last the english were at their wits end and felt that they could not bear it 
So they sent word to the French king that if he would come and free them from this brute, he might have England. Of course, Louis came as fast as he could. John fled, and half sick with rage and grief, he went to spend a night with some monks on the way, when some fruit and ale made him so ill that death came in a few days and rid the land of him to its great joy. Henry III was but nine years old when he was made king. The next thing was to get rid of the French and to win those lords back who had fought on his side. A good man by the name of Hubert de Burg took the charge of things while the king was a child, and soon all the lords came back to swear they would serve the young king. Louis lost a fight at Lincoln, and when his wife sent him more troops, Hubert de Burg got ships and sank those of the foe and drove them out so that they had to go home and leave England in peace. Henry's reign was a long and a sad one for England. As he grew up, he took bad men for his friends, and they made him do as they chose. He was led to let them take the good Hubert de Burg and put him in jail. But when they sought for a smith to put chains on his feet, the man said he would not forge chains for the feet of the brave man who had freed his land from the French. So at last the good man got free and went to Flanders to live. The king and his men spent much gold and put more than one tax on the poor folks to get it. The parliament, which is the name of the band of men who make the laws, made up their minds that they would not let the king have more funds to waste if they could help it. The king was at his wit's end to get gold, and at last took the cross as if he meant to go on a crusade. He thought by this means he would get some funds, but he got none. At last the parliament said that if he would swear to keep all the laws in the great charter, they would vote him a large sum. Of course Henry told them he would do so, and he met all the great lords and chiefs of the land. The priests stood up in their robes with lights in their hands, and as the archbishop read the curse for all who should break the laws of the great charter in England, the lights were put out one by one, and the king swore to keep the charter. As I am a man, as I am a Christian, as I am a knight, as I am a king. It was a light thing for this king to make oaths or to break them. So as soon as he had the gold, he went on in the old way. When he had no more funds, he set to work in his old style to beg for them. Henry III did one good thing for England. He built Westminster Abbey as it now stands. When he had gold, he gave it in a free way to those in need. When a child was born to him, he gave its weight in coin to the poor. But things were left in such a loose way that at times there would be naught in the place for the king and queen to eat, till his men went and took sheep or fowls from the poor men round. The king broke all the laws of Magna Charta as he chose. The parliament at last met, and this time they came in arms. They told him that as they found he would not keep his word, they would have one of their own men to watch him. The man they chose was Simon de Montfort, and it was his work to see that the king did not break the laws or take gold from the folks who did not wish to give it. The king was in a rage, but he had to swear that he would do as they chose. But Henry could not rest. He felt that he was not a king while he was held by such bonds. His son Edward was now grown up, and they both got the help of the king of France, who thought that an oath made in such a way need not be kept. So the king and his friends got troops to go with them, to fight for what they said were their rights, and Simon de Montfort and the lords met him at a place by the name of Lewis. Simon and the lords won the day and took the king, and Richard and Edward had to give up. Simon de Montfort had the real rule of the land for a time, though he let Henry still have the name of a king. 
he kept a watch on him lest he should get out of england and he held edward in jail simon was a true and kind man who had the best good of the realm at heart but he had sons who were proud and hard and prone to treat all who came in their way so ill that the lords could not get on with them one of these lords sent edward a fine horse and one day when the prince took a ride with his guards he said to them try which of you has the best horse so they went to work and ran a race till their steeds were quite worn out then edward put spurs to his fine fresh horse and rode off to the friends who were in wait for him all who were not friends to the montforts made haste to join him so that he had soon quite a large force he met montfort and his troops with the poor old king in their midst at evesham in the fight the king would have been thrown down and slain but for his cry save me save me i am henry of winchester his son heard the call ran to him and bore him off to a safe place montfort knew from the first that there was no hope for him but he fought on and fell like a brave man on the field of the fight edward won the day and set king henry on his throne once more in peace but took good care that the laws of magna charta should be kept then he set out on a crusade and while he was gone the king's death came to pass there have been few kings who have had such long reigns as henry of winchester in his time the first parliament sat the word is from the french and means a talk the king has no right to get gold from the folks save when the parliament grants it the parliament has a house of lords made up of men of high birth and there are too men who are sent from the towns and farms to speak the minds of the folks who live there End of chapter eight